0: Welcome to the podcast of Covenant Life Church in Jeffersonville, Indiana. We'd love for you to join us if you're in the area on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. We hope that you enjoy this message. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Um, What an honor it is to get to be called mom. And now I get to be lovey, which is grandmother, but I'm, I'm too young to be grandma, so, I'm levy, and I'm loving every every moment of it. Um, not only am I blessed with four children, but now I have a daughter in love and a son in love who is twenty seven years old today is Caleb's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to Caleb. So we got a lot of celebrations going on in the Floyd home. We had eighteenth birthday this week. Um, Kayla's birthday's today, Mother's Day. We've got graduation. They had prom last night. Um, we won't even throw my birthday in there, but it's this month, too. <laughs> I told her, we can celebrate in July when I can really, you know, focus on me. <laughs> but anyway, I would much rather, as many moms do, focus on the kids. This is their time, and uh, what a sacrifice they've made um, to move their senior year far from home and from their family and friends. So we're going to get started. I have a lot to say. Uh, um, I fought Rob until the very last minute about speaking today. Uh, I wouldn't even let him announce it in case I changed my mind. (laughs) So I like small groups. I like one-on-one. I like um, life group settings. Uh, The smaller groups, I like to be more intimate, I like um, feeling like I can really, you know, connect. And I know that there's things in me. My mom was a very strong woman of God. She had such knowledge and wisdom of the Word of God. And God, Rob's just awesome. So he's great. Why do, why do y'all need me? <laughs> he can say all the good stuff. But anyway, um, I do. It is, it is Mom's Day, and I don't want this all about me. But um, I'm going somewhere with it, so y'all just hang tight, okay? Even the men, Um, y'all just hang tight. So I want to start with Luke 126 about Mary. It says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art... That sounded really country. <laughs> I'm trying not to sound country. <laughs> hail. <laughs> I just can't help it. That's how I talk. <laughs> I know on a recording, I listen back and it sounds so much worse. Okay, hell. Hail. <laughs> that aren't highly favored, (laughs) I like to have fun if you can't tell. So y'all just lighten up, get ready, just relax. Um, The Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end then Mary said unto the angel how shall this be seeing I know not a man and the angel answered and said unto her the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month, which with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And man, do I quote that scripture all the time. For with God shall nothing be impossible. So Mary, she, you know, she had to come... To the decision that she was going to say, okay, Lord, be it unto me. I'm going to do what you said. And it wasn't just, you know, roses and buntinis. You know, of, you know, okay, well, I've got the child of God in me. I'm Mary. And I was a virgin. The Holy Spirit came upon me. Nobody else has done this. No, Mary had to go face her parents. She had to face Joseph. Joseph. She had a face, if she would have had social media, could y'all imagine how crucial that would have been? She had to face the world that she lived in because then they could have killed her for being pregnant and not being married. Um, so it was not an easy thing, but she had to believe. She had to trust in God. And she had to come. she had to come to the fact that the same spirit that got her pregnant was a spirit that lived in her. And she had to make, make that decision to trust God, obey God, throughout the whole journey of carrying him. And then could you imagine? You still have to raise him. She had to nurture him and raise him. And, you know, she gets all the glory at the end of the story. But sometimes we don't think about the journey. So, and there was a journey, and we have a journey And so I want to transition that just a little bit about with God, nothing is impossible and um, share just a little bit of my testimony and then I have something else I feel like the Lord wants me to say. Many of y'all have heard, but we have so many new people, y'all have not heard um, our testimony. I think mainly y'all have heard from Rob, but y'all haven't heard it from me. So I just want to share a little bit about um, my testimony and, and our kids. And Rob and I were... 19 and 20, when uh, we started on staff at Word of Life Center as children's pastors. Um, We volunteered with the youth, but we were paid on staff for children's uh, pastors. And we had probably 100 to 150 kids, if you count even the little bitty ones. So it was a pretty large ministry. Um, Three years into it, we got married at, well, I was really 19, but a week later I turned 20. So I guess I was more 20 than I was 19, but 20 and 21. And uh, three years later, we decided we wanted to have kids. We have been, you know, taking care of everybody else's kids, and Children's Church loved every moment of it. We were ready to start a family, and um, I had never had any medical history. I mean, normal. I was not overweight when I got pregnant with Emily. (laughs) Um, We're very active. Um, You can't tell now, but I was actually an athlete um, as well as Rob. I loved athletics. Um, But anyway, they're just, in my mind, it it never was a thought that I could lose a baby. Never thought it. So we got pregnant, went to the first ultrasound, saw the heartbeat, told everybody. You know, we were so excited. Well, a few weeks later... You know, had some complications and there was no heartbeat, and we lost the baby. And it was hard because there's no explanation. You know, the doctor's like, Well, it was there a few weeks ago and now it's not there, but you didn't do anything wrong. You know, it's just your body just didn't receive the baby for some reason, and, you know, your baby's heart's not beating, and, you know, we've got to go have a procedure. And it just, You know, I was praying, I believed God for a baby, but like I said, I just never assumed that, you know, that that could happen. It was not talked about like it is today. Um, It was never a thought. So, you know, you go through the tragedy and the loss of that, but you pick yourself back up and you believe God, you know, and as soon as we were able to try, you got to wait so many weeks, and as soon as we were able to start trying again, girl, we were on it. I wanted that baby. <laughs> Rob did too. Hey, there's no shame. We have a healthy marriage, and I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, the fruit of my womb has been blessed. <laughs> my kids are like, gee, thanks. At Life Group the other night, well, I'll just keep that between us, but y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, we've got some claps here. I'll just keep that to ourselves about our conversations. But anyway, see, so you can go to Life Group, and you'll find out what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, anyway, got pregnant again and, uh, got further along that time. The same thing though, you know, had an ultrasound, there was no heartbeat and and lost the baby and got further, you know, was further along. So that one was really a blow. It was devastating because you're like, Lord, I feel like I'm being punished, but I hadn't done anything wrong. I'm ministering to all these other people's kids faithfully, With 100% love in my heart for them, for their, for your will, for them to grow up in the knowledge of you, for them to have the wisdom of God and you, for them to be a light and a witness for you. So what happened? Like I have faith. I'm not struggling with my faith. So what happened? Well, I don't have an answer. There's nothing wrong with me. There wasn't anything they could go in and fix. You know, there was no explanation. So what do you do? You got to make a decision. Are we going to fight through this? Are we just going to, you know, get mad at God and um, decide, you know, oh, well, I'm just going to be a victim. No, that's not me. Um, and not not that you don't have times. Believe me, there were tears. There were conversations that probably were not super godly or spiritual. But thank goodness I have a husband. I had a mom that believed God with me and that can encourage me. Round three. Third pregnancy. Um, You know, uh, probably a year later, got got pregnant again. And uh, things were going well. I made it way past that time. I got past the third. Now the second one, let me backtrack. The second one, (laughs) I had miscarried and we didn't tell anybody. So on Mother's Day, as I'm greeting all the kids, all the parents are telling me Happy Mother's Day. And I, I remember I just went behind the puppet stage and cried. <laughs> we had a big puppet stage. Because uh, I just, what do you go announcing? Every, we can tell everybody, hey, I'm pregnant. But then who wants to go around and go, hey, I lost the baby? Nobody. Um, but I will never forget that Mother's Day. That was hard because it was like, I'm not a mom. You know, I lost, I lost the baby. And, and in those moments, you have to decide Okay, if I'm walking in love, I'm not going to be jealous of these other moms. I'm not going to be envious. I'm going to be so happy for them, and I'm going to celebrate them, and I'm going to love on these babies, and God's going to follow through with his word because I know there's an advocate. I know there's an adversary. I know there's someone working against me as hard as I'm fighting. The God that's in me, the same spirit that was in Mary, is in me. And the third baby comes around. We make it past the third trimest sorry, make it past the twelve weeks, the third month. So I get bold enough to start telling people this time. So far, healthy, pregnancy, no morning sickness. Everything's going great. I was I just I remember being after that third, you know, after the twelve weeks into the thirteenth and fourteenth and fifteenth, waiting. And fighting the thoughts, I had fear. And I had a battle that in my mind, because I believe God for this baby. But what if it happens again? And we were at life group, a married life group. And I remember saying, I'm struggling. I have fear. I need y'all to stand in the gap with me. Because this is about the time it happened last time. And it is not happening again in Jesus' name. And I was not ashamed to say, I don't know if I have the strength. I'm battling fear. A lot of times we don't want to speak some of the things we're struggling with, but my brothers and sisters in Christ said that life group stood in a circle around me and prayed over me, and they stood in the gap. That's what we're here for. Not It's not all about life groups, but what a help it is. When you come together and you can call or reach out and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. You have someone that's, Stand in the gap that believes the same way you do. That can stand in the gap with you, and pray with you. I had a full term, perfect, no complications pregnancy, and uh, Emily Ann was born, my firstborn. She's the one that made me a mom. God's faithful, and man, she was the best baby. She slept all night. She was so easy. She never fussed. And so you know, let's just do this all over again. <laughs> Austin was a great pregnancy again, just like Emily, no problems. Austin was a clingy baby. He loved his mama. And he didn't want nobody else taking care of him. <laughs> uh he, he was never bad. He was very active. And uh he was my child at seven years old who convinced the babysitter that he's allowed to jump off my roof onto the trampoline while his parents are gone. Yes. He is, you know, my no fear, you know, there's no fear in him. He he you can come up with it, he'll try it. Don't please don't dare him to do anything. Uh, a joy. Um, Emily is so creative and has a gift, um, a musical. She has a heart of a worshipper. She's so creative. She's gentle. She's loyal. Austin is such a gatherer. He doesn't meet a stranger. He can walk in a room and everybody in the room is going to like him. I mean, you can't miss him. He's six four. Um, he's in children's church today. But what a blessing it was. I had my my boy and my girl, and I was blessed. You know, we were in a church meeting not too not too long after that. And um, we had a guest speaker and they wanted to pray for the staff at Word of Life. And so we had gone and stood up with the staff. And the speaker said, there's a couple up here and you've had multiple miscarriages. And he said, I have a word for you. And so, of course, you know, we're looking down the line because <laughs> we had a pretty big staff. And we're like, well, I guess that's us. So, you know, we stepped forward and um, the the gentleman walked up to us and he said, do you have any kids? Yes, sir. We have a boy and a girl. And he said, well, he said, the Lord just told me to tell you that there's two more for the two lost. And I remember Pastor Sam's wife going, wouldn't that be so cool if y'all had twins? Now, get it, he's telling me this, and, and we weren't trying to have more babies. I mean, I had two babies, you know, they're right at two years apart, June and July. They're shy, they're 23 months apart, and they were a lot of fun. Well, within the year, I'm pregnant, and uh, it wasn't a surprise. Um, we didn't know I was going to have, have twins. when we, we had prayed for twins when we were trying for Emily And God remembered that prayer, and we found out we were having twins, and what a blessing of God, just a double blessing, and um, I remember thinking, but this is kind of backwards, because I already have Emily and Austin, so, you know, I was just like, this is just kind of like, I mean, I'll take it, yes, (laughs) I want the double blessing, but I just, in my spirit, I was like, isn't that just like the Lord? Just to show out just a little bit. And that the love of the Father. To say that's you know, we're not just stopping there, but I've got that that double blessing. Not that Emily and Austin weren't a blessing, they're a gift from God. But God's showing out a little more because He hadn't forgot the two that I lost. And I believe that was a a, a confirmation just from that I needed. from from me and him and he'll do the same for you and and whatever your situation is this is just just my story um so pregnant with the twins um good pregnancy there again not a day of morning sickness praise the lord um i mean we prayed over them and um we had a man it was a lot of baby they were everywhere I mean, there just wasn't a spot around me. I just, they were, I was huge. But they were born five weeks early or six weeks early. I should remember six, six weeks early. They were born six weeks early, but Kevin weighed 6'11". He was not teeny tiny. He weighed 6'11". Katie weighed 5'7". Just so you know, that's about 15 pounds of baby, (laughs) And they each had their own placenta because they were fraternal twins. So you had that in there too. That was a lot. I'm just saying, you mamas, huh? I mean, we rock, right? Um, So anyway, we had the babies that God had promised us that we believed God for. Had a pretty good delivery. Kevin was breached, but that was fine. I rocked that too. (laughs) Look, there ain't no shame. Um, Anyway, but even though he was big, his lungs weren't developed. I didn't even get to see him. They took him straight to to ICU, um, the NICU. He wasn't breathing, um, could not breathe on his own, and Katie was just perfectly fine. So I get, you know, taken care of. I get to my room, and they come in my room and give me all this news about my baby boy. And Rob spent his time up in the NI. I stayed in my room. Granted, a um, little backstory: While I was pregnant with the twins, my mom was terminally ill. And um, I spent every moment I could with her. I mean, my dad had to have help. He had to work. He was a retired fireman, but he had to work. So I would tend to mom, take her to her appointments, um, you know, do the things that she needed, help her around her house. Uh, Thank goodness I had, we were youth pastors. I had plenty of help with Emily and Austin. But, and I mean like putting her in a wheelchair with her oxygen tank and lugging all this in the trunk. And I mean, I was so pregnant. I don't know how I did it, but I did. (laughs) Um, So, you know, my mom was actually in the hospital at a different hospital when I went into labor. I didn't even know I was in labor. I just went for a checkup. And they came in the room and they said, "We're te- we're checking you in. You're in labor." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> like I was sitting on the monitors. And I'm like, "But I don't feel." I mean, granted, I felt everything I was stretching and pulling, but I did not feel like I was having contractions or in labor. So I had to call Rob, get him to come up there. Um, my mom had checked out of her hospital, came to my hospital for them to be delivered, and my dad had to take her back to the hospital. So I had some church family with me, but Rob had to spend you know, the most critical hours with our son and N I, I because I couldn't be up there with him. And we didn't know what was going on. And thank goodness for a father that believes God and that can pray over him. And I just had to trust whatever decisions you make, you know. And they would bring Katie to me and, you know, to feed her. And we had, we had some help. But it was actually probably two days before I saw Kevin for the first time before I got wheeled up there um, to see him, and I I couldn't look at him. His eyes were covered. There were, you know, just... I have pictures of him, but there were just, you know, needles in his head and his feet and just, you know, just wires everywhere. You know, there was so much going on. He had to have a blood transfusion, which my twin was able to donate blood for. Um... So, you know, had blood transfusions, you know, just when you think you're coming over a hurdle, it's like, oh, there's something else, this isn't working. So then they got to tell you all the bad stuff. He's going to, he may not see right, he may not talk right, he may not develop the way that other kids develop, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, two weeks, Mother's Day, um, not to mention you go home with one baby and not two babies. That's hard. Um, And then every visiting hours, you're leaving to go be with the other baby, and you're leaving a baby home. We were so blessed. I mean, God surrounded us so many people. But Mother's Day, we left church to make visiting hours. It was my first day two weeks later to get to hold my baby boy. Um, Mother's Day has been pretty significant for some reason. (laughs) Um, So I got to hold him on a Mother's Day many, many years ago. Um, he was two weeks old before I held him. Um, long story short, obviously, God did a miracle, and Kevin is, is healthy. But in those moments when the doctors are telling you everything that could go wrong, and what you're looking at is, you know, you can't, even, you can't even look. It's like, I don't want to know all this. This is not what I believe God for. We had to decide, what are we believing for? God, you promised me two more for the two loss. I didn't go through this whole full-term pregnancy for this, this child of mine to pass away, to die, to not live a fully functional quality of life. So what do we believe in God for? What are we going to do? Are we going to sulk? Are we going to have a pity party? Are we going to get some fight in us? Well, we came together, and many things, this is my story, but whatever you're facing, finances, marriage problems, a child of your own, you know, job issues, whatever area in life, and you're facing, and it does not look good, but you know that's not the promise God gave you, you got to find a word to stand on. You've got to get in the book. You've got to get in the word, and you've got to find a scripture that you can be, that can be your firm foundation. So we found our scripture. It was Psalms 139, 13, and it's longer than this, but it talks about how he was fearfully and wonderfully made. He created him in my womb, his most utter parts. And we wrote that on his little, I don't know what they call it, little thing he was in. Um, and that's what we prayed over him, and that's what we stood in agreement with. So when you're battling something, you don't have to just go on your own knowledge. You need to get a word. You need to get a word from God and stand on that. So um, we stood on that. Obviously, Kevin was released. He's grown up. He's never had an issue. Very bright young man. Has a heart for the Lord. Um, Get him home, great. A few months later, Katie's, I don't know, four or five months old. I finally got out of the house to go get a haircut. And my babysitter calls me, and I drove. This was a guy out of town somebody hooked me up with. And my babysitter called and said, Katie has a 104 fever. And so I called my pediatrician. She said, there is no reason that infant should be, you know, running that high of a fever. Get her here now. So I call Rob at work, I drive home, we get there and as soon as I get to the office, she sends me right next door to the hospital and uh, they take her off and they want to do a spinal tap on her and I hear her in there and the first doctor didn't do so good. So I can hear her crying, they missed, they didn't do very good. So I'm on the phone with Rob going, I don't know what's going on, but I don't like it. Like, you've got to get here. I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what's going on. All I know is they won't let me in there. And they're doing a spinal tap. I had no medical knowledge. I didn't know what that meant. So, you know, they come back (laughs) and, you know, rushed over to the hospital. She had meningitis. And so we're quarantined. Um, You've got to have the mask, the cap, the gown. They've got this big label on the door, this card outside, and people can't come in. And again, it's all the, she may not make it 24 hours. She can have, you know, brain issues. You know, she can have all these problems. It's, It's meningitis. What are we going to believe God for? He did not give me this baby for me to lose her. So it's, again, we're in a battle, we're fighting, and we fought through it, oh, she'll at least be here 14 days, and I think we were there maybe four, if that, um, I mean, she's totally healed, and no, no signs, symptoms, no um, adverse effects, nothing from, from the meningitis, skip up to two more years. I come home, and I'm looking, and she's got all these bruises, like weird places, like her earlobes, her face, her arms, you know, and I'm like, I mean, I know they play rough. They're walking. They fall. We've got babysitters, but this is just weird. They're just all over, just, you know, just couldn't explain it, so call the doctor because it, it was petechiae, which again, I didn't know that or what the medical term was at that time. Oh, I'm loaded now. I know it all between them and my mom. <laughs> um, but uh, so I call and I describe it and they're like, no, you need to get her in. And her platelets were extremely low. So it's there again, we're off to the hospital, don't bump her head, don't You know, we had to really cater to her because she could have a bleed. You know, her blood is extremely thin. So they come in the hospital room. She's got leukemia. Here's all these pamphlets on St. Jude. We're going to be sending you to Tennessee. This is what you need to know. You need to read up on it. In the meantime, we're going to bring her what they called gold, a bag of gold, I guess because it was so expensive, some kind of medicine. And I was at the, I remember... Again, my mom was sick And so I was. I had to Rob stayed He would leave me stayed with Katie I had to come home And get our other children Taken care of And uh, get babysitters And arrange And I remember going through I was in the drive-thru At Burger King And I called my sister And You know I was like Katie's in the hospital They say she's got leukemia And I'm doing this And this And da 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 My sister lives in Fort Worth Julie Do you know what this means? Well, I mean, I guess. I'm like, I know it's not good. She's like, no, I'm coming. I'm going to be right there. I'm like, no, we are fine. Like, I remember I'd never really had a spirit of fear at that moment. God covered me. God's grace covered me, and I, I, the enemy never had room in that. Rob and I immediately, I guess with our other battles, immediately knew <laughs> what armor of God we were putting on, and we stood. And again, she never made it to St. Jude. God restored her. God healed her. Holy, healthy. <laughs> so, and I say that not, not to pump us up, but when you're going through something and God's promised you something and you're not seeing it, you got to fight through and not that it will never come back around again. But God promised me these babies. This was a gift of God. And you're not going to steal from them. And no, they're not going to have learning disabilities or, you know, whatever else you're trying to confess over my kid. No, in Jesus' name. So anyway, that's there. you know, we still had to trust him. Um, so within that, <laughs> having babies, I was thinking about the process and you know God kind of gave it to me and you may have heard it this way before I don't know he kind of gave it to me in a way to relate to as we're going here at the church so I'm gonna share share that a little bit about you so I mean the church isn't pregnant I guess we could say we're pregnant (laughs) but you find out you're pregnant right what's the first thing that happens we get excited We get excited because we're pregnant. We're trying. This was a little bit of work, fun work. (laughs) But we got it. We're pregnant. We believed God for this. And so you find out you're pregnant, you want to tell everybody, right? Well, same thing with, with church. We got new things happening. We got new things going on. And we need to tell people about it. Not just the church, but about God. He's not stagnant. There's something always happening. He's always moving. There's something constantly changing. It's not be the same it was back then. My life today is not the way it was with babies 5 years and younger. You know, I'm in a whole different phase because I have adult children now and many of y'all can relate to that. Same thing with the church. We go through different 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 phases. We're excited, we're pregnant. So what do we do? Well, we got to eat right. I mean, for me, I had to quit drinking Dr. Pepper. No caffeine. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't have that caffeine, and I didn't mind because I wanted that healthy baby. I wanted that healthy pregnancy. I, I didn't mind. You can only have certain meat. You can't go get it at the deli because it might be contaminated. You got to you research about all the stuff you got to do. You better eat right. We take our vitamins. We got to feed ourselves. I mean, we're eating for two. Or three, (laughs) Um, you know, you you do what you do to prepare. Same thing with God. Same thing with the with the church. What are we preparing for? We got to feed ourselves. That's the word of God. You got to feed yourself spiritually. You got to prepare yourself. If God's put something in you and He's going to birth it through you, what are you doing to prepare yourself? Are you worshiping? Are you listening to the right kind of stuff? Are you confessing the right kind of things? Are you surrounding yourself with the right kind of people, the good influence? Are you um, feeding yourself correctly? you got to prepare yourself. Sometimes in pregnancy, many women have sickness, morning sickness, which I hear is awful. Every one of my sister-in-laws had it bad. I felt so sorry for them, bad. But you know what? They still go about their day. You're still like, hey, I got this growing in me. I'm going to get through this. This isn't going to last forever. I can handle it for a little while, right? Same thing with the church or just yourself spiritually. If God's birthing something in you, this may not look exactly like what I was picturing. This may not feel how I want to feel, but it's going to end up good. God's going to change it. It's going to go away in Jesus' name, and the end result is going to be good. God's birthing something in me. He's birthing something in this church. So we get through that. we got to do spiritually. When we're sick, when we're weary, when we have fear, um, no matter what it may look like, we know God's promise, and we push through it. Um, we have that time of waiting and preparing, kind of get through the first trimester, and then we want to start showing, and, you know, we don't have all the stuff we did when I was pregnant. Now, I mean, pregnant people got poses, you know, week four, (laughs) I'm like, I'm already bigger than that, girl. Um, (laughs) But and then I don't mean this ugly. If you do this, I enjoy watching. But I'm thinking, man, it's gonna be a long nine months. Are we gonna see her every week? And how? (laughs) Um. Anyway. But look, we prepare. We want to shop. We want to get the perfect car seat. We want the baby beds. We want to paint the room. We want the nursery. Some of y'all require a whole new house. We got the baby coming. We gotta get ready. We gotta prepare. Same thing with the Lord. We got to prepare spiritually. Be in church. Get connected. Join a life group. Don't just be a loner. Surround yourself with people. Surround yourself with friends, with people that you know will stand in the gap. People that will help you build your faith. Are you trusting him to get there? To complete what he started in you? Philippians 1.6 said, He who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. We are preparing, and we're doing like here at the church. We're doing all we know to do right now. We're preparing for people, right? We're fixed up the daycare, so families come in and want to bring their kids here at the daycare. Our daycare's full. we're We're full. We want to open a whole nother room. Um we have one room left that we can open. Hallelujah. And um, you know, th- sometimes the preparing it's work. You know, it it doesn't just happen overnight or we can't just think about it. Oh, that's lovely. It takes work. It takes people. Um, I mean, I can't just go in my room and snap together a nursery. No, it takes some work. It takes some effort. Same thing with the church. Same thing with your walk with God. It takes effort. You've got to build yourself. Um, God's, God's birthing things. Then we hit, we get through the preparation part. We're preparing. We're doing what we know to do. We're, you know, we're growing ourselves spiritually. We're, are we witnessing? You know, I haven't really witnessed with anybody in a while. So, God, that's my next goal. Just lead me to somebody. Help me be an encourager, that coworker, that neighbor, somebody at the gas station. Just give me the boldness to be a witness, whatever it is. Don't limit yourself. Sometimes, I'll just rabbit trail for a minute, especially us women. We put a lot of work and thoughts into, you know, how we want to do our hair, how we want to buy our clothes, how we want this to look, that to look, our kids. And then another woman walks by, we're like, hmm, she is so pretty. Man, I wish I looked like that. Oh, I wish I had those shoes. Oh, man, they have got it all together. man. We compare ourselves. We're our own worst enemy sometimes. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not—it's not as bad the older you get, I guess. But um, social media is hard because it's like, man, is that not like their fifth vacation this year? I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I hadn't had one in four years. I'm ready. And it's like, man, they are just all—they are so lucky. What are they doing to get to get? They are spending some money. Do you, am I the only one who thinks that way? I mean, we watch people. I know us women. We watch people, and then we're like, oh, that haircut looks so good. Can I pull that off? I really, I, I like that nail color. Next time, I'm going to do that color right there, um, the purple. It looks good. We do, and sometimes we're our hardest, because you know what? I think about that. I think about, God, they didn't know me when I was skinny. Dead gummit. But <laughs> it is what you is. But my husband thinks I'm beautiful, so <laughs> <laughs> I will get motivated one day. Uh, but anyway, we're our we're our worst. And you know, it's funny because I was thinking about that. How you know, God, my sister in law has the beautiful, most beautiful hair. No effort. It just always looks great. And but I think you know, as beautiful as she is and as much as I compare, I would never think harsh about anybody. Like, and I know that other women, that's the ones we're looking at, that seem to have it all together and are so, you know, dressed and just, you know, their life is flawless. You know, they don't walk in the room going, I'm flawless. They walk in the room going, wow, nice shoes. You know, same thing. We all think the same thing, so sometimes we're our own worst enemy. And then the next thing is, God dropped this in my spirit actually last Saturday at prayer. Who disqualifies us? You know, who tells us that we're not good enough? You're a daughter of the Most High King. You're called of God just as much as anybody else. You have the same spirit in you that Mary had in her. You know, we disqualify ourselves. God didn't disqualify us. Who told you you weren't good enough? Who told you you're not pretty enough? Who told you you're not smart enough? Who told you that you're an inadequate nobody? We do. We do. So anyway, that was just a side trip. My mom was saying, "Okay, so then we hit labor." Ooh, labor. Okay, we've gone through all the phases. We've prepared. We're just waiting labor hits. Awesome. This is about to happen. We have labor. Things start to change when you hit labor. I mean, my water never broke, so I didn't experience that. But, I mean, things kind of tighten up a little bit. And there's a little, you know, a little pain every now and then. Get some labor. Well, you know, a few hours into it, it gets intense. There's some intensity in Labor. What do we got to do, though? We can't just walk in the hospital up on my labor. I'm ready to push right now. Let's do this thing. Nope. God designed our bodies to where we got to wait till we are fully dilated. We got to be 100% thin, and we got to have 10 centimeters be dilated, have that baby. So we labor until we hit that point, or unless, you know, you have to have a C-section or something like that. So we hit Labor. Well, the same thing with, with our walk with God, with, with this thing God's birthing, it's covenant life. We may have some labor pains. We may have some growing pains. There may be some lack of communication that wasn't there before, but it wasn't on purpose. It, it doesn't mean we're leaving you out or we don't want you to know something. It just was an oops. There's a lot going on in labor. There's a lot going on. There's some tightening. There's some stretching that's happening in all of us, because we're doing this together. We're one body, okay? So we got some stretching that's happening. There's some intensity that's happening. There, there's a lot of intensity and in good, and then there's a lot of intensity that doesn't feel so good. But it's just part of the labor. But what do we do? We know if we can just get to that point, God's fixing to birth something. So you you get there, And then what do we do? All right, it's time to push. We don't get there and go, I'm done. (laughs) Never mind, I changed my mind. This is not happening. No, we got to push. If we want that baby to come out, you better push. Same thing with with your walk with God, with the dreams that he's put in you, with the vision he's given you, with this church and where we're going. We got to get through the labor. We get to that point where it's God's timing and we're going to push through. Amen? You got to push. Don't quit. You got to push. Um, We push harder and we see results. God's birthing something in you and then what happens? Man, first of all, what a relief. Woo! Joy. I mean, that's the, you forget about all the discomfort and all the you know, nine months before, and you'd think, man, this was so worth it. You know, here comes the relief, here comes the joy, here comes the celebration. Amen? And we're going somewhere, covenant life. We, we're in our preparation phase. We're going to hit that labor phase, and God's perfect timing, and he's birthing something here. It's not, and it's not a bad thing, but it's not the same church as yesterday. Same thing with my church in Shreveport. They're not the same. Things are constantly changing. But if we can, hopefully that will help you look at it to where God's birthing something here at Covenant Life. It's changing. Things are changing. And he's birthing something and he's using every one of us. Whether it's your business, whether it's your marriage, whether it's children you're believing God for, find that word. Stand and find that word that God has for you for that situation. Don't give up. Push through. Do the preparation. Even when there's fear, when there's weary, when there's worry, you've got to find the, the joy. You've got to find the fight and, and fight together together. There, there's no discord. We got to have unity. And, and with the church, it's going to be awesome. We have an awesome body of Christ. This has been the easiest transition. We're, it's been a year. This week was a year. Actually, I wasn't here a year, but we were here. Um, what, what a transition. And it's because of y'all. Y'all have accepted us, y'all have accepted our family, y'all have made this, there has not been a one moment of lonely. We have been so loved and then the vision that God has given Rob, y'all have supported and it's exciting to see because it's not all about us, it's about covenant life in this church and where we're going and you don't get to hear our heart one-on-one like you know some of the times we have. With with other people, but it, it's not to to puff Rob and Julie up or to make a Rob and Julie church. This is a vision that that um, is a God given vision, and it's to reach souls. The purpose of of us birthing and going through the intensity and going through the pain and the labor and birthing is for souls in all of these chairs. <laughs> souls for the kingdom. That's the heart. That's the heart of where we're going and what we're preparing for. And it's worth it. It's worth all the, the pain and discomfort. Which, you know, I'm talking about hard work. You know, the outreaches. You know, the extra things that may not necessarily affect you. But we're praying and believing God by divine appointment in Jesus' name that it's affecting the people outside these walls that will be sitting here with you. In Jesus' name. Um... New season begins. Um, we begin to nurture it, nurture it, and not abandon it. And then, moms, once you're a mom, you're always a mom. And what an honor it is to get to be called mom. Um, I mean, we were handing out flowers Friday, and I even gave some to dog moms. They may not have birthed the kid. We have foster moms. We have people that have adopted that may have never gone through the birth process. You may be just an influence in a child's life that God put there because they need you. When my mom passed away, thank goodness God gave me somebody to help me with my babies. Um, they never, the twins never knew her. Emily had a very close relationship with her. It was very hard. Um, but I lost her when they were infants. Um, And that wasn't good timing for me. <laughs> but God surrounded me with a woman that would say, Hey, I'm coming to get the kids today so you can have a break. God gave Rob and I a nanny for two years that someone in the church paid for to come help me make bottles and wash laundry and stay there so I could go shopping or me stay there so they could go shopping and me not take all four kids. God's going to meet every need. We It may not be the way we like it or look at it. yes, I would have loved to have my mom, but thank God I had miss e j. Thank God I have a mother in law <laughs> whom I love um she's mom. I mean, thank God that that my kids did not get raised without a grandparent. They have an, an awesome grandmother. I'm done. I love y'all. Happy mother's Day to all the moms. <clears throat> Thank you for tuning into this podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. Be sure and subscribe so that you can keep up with all of our messages from Covenant Life Church.